This is exactly right. Hello, it's Chris letting you know I have some stand updates coming up this week, actually. Uh, Wednesday, February 8th, I will be at Shuba's in Chicago. February 10th through 12th, I'll be in St. Louis at Helium Comedy Club. And then February 14th, that's Valentine's Day, I'll be at Helium in Indianapolis. Uh, go to chrisfairbanks.com to find the links for tickets. Thank you, and you're welcome. <laughs> Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgara. Hello, my friend, Karen. Hello, Chris. How are you? <laughs> Let us speak in song-like tones. It's not irritating at all. It will never all. be irritating. Now let's... Our fans love it. <laughs> they do. They, they do. <laughs> as much as they love us chewing into the microphone, they love sing-songy dialogue. <laughs> One of the worst mistakes we ever made on this podcast was when I ate a Rice Krispie tree from Starbucks into my love in the car. Yes, it was. Uh, uh, people do not like ASMR as much as they think they do. No, we lost 50s of listeners. Yes, but we 50s, did get all that Foley not. work. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have a new microphone in case I sound amazing. Yeah, you do. And, and you look amazing. And your hands are way up by your ears. Look at me. Just gesticulating wildly. I don't well, even... We all have to use our Zoom box with our, like, as much as possible with our hands today. We are gonna... In honor of Chris's new mic stand. <laughs> yes. It's going to be just riddled with uh, jazz-like hands. And, and uh, lots of uh, measurements that are about two feet wide. Yeah. We can and, do and anything. So many visual things that you can't appreciate on an audio podcast will that be done. That almost actually irritate you on an audio podcast. Yes, but yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. Especially we'll when do it. we address them. So more singing and gesticulating to come, and you will love it. Today. I'm, uh, I'm very excited. You and I met our guest today at the same time when we were doing uh, the, the, the more fun of the Zoom shows I've ever done, the most fun. I think it's one of two Zoom shows I did, and then I said, that's enough for me. We, we liked our guests today so much that we, we had to call each other and say, hey, I really like that person. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Didn't, you, didn't I see you liking him on that streaming comedy uh, attempt that we made in early quarantine? I think that's what I asked you. Yes, yes. That's yeah. exactly how you worded it. 
and, and with we're a, both huge fans. Yes. Um, this is a person who, what was it, Quiplash? It was Quiplash. The game? I don't remember the rules. I remember being frustrated and kicking myself off by uh, not having glasses on and pushing <laughs> yeah. the wrong button. And then I'd punish myself by doing chin-ups, which I am doing again. I was I received an Apple Watch for Christmas, and it tells me when I need to get up and stop sitting, which would be annoying to most people. But I use it as an opportunity to do frustrating chin-ups. So I've been doing more of that, and soon. Great, good. Hopefully, we see it today. Oh yeah, my physique. Yeah, I'll show it. We're, we're mid intro right now. Mid-intro. Yeah, yeah. I tend to do that, don't I? <laughs> Yeah, you, we're, I, you basically stop in, right. introing. Think of three other topics yeah, to talk about. Yeah, to just about. mention a watch. <laughs> we were smoothly getting into Jay's intro. We were we were on the brink, actually. Some would say. And now I've I've done the worst thing ever, where I said his first name. Yes, I know it uh, is. Maybe it is you a should real... take it from here, Karen. Ladies and gentlemen, we are thrilled to tell you, he plays clubs and colleges all over. A the lot country. of colleges. Please welcome <laughs> Jay Jordan. Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey, Jay. Yeah, hi. Very happy to be here. Tons of colleges. The last college gig I did was at a place where I went to grad school, and that was interesting. For real? Yes. Wait, they do. I didn't realize that they book, like, comics. Was it a nooner? <laughs> at a grad school? No. So I went to the University of Alabama for grad school, and that mm. was the last college gig I did. And I did it in the, this past, summer of 2021, late summer of t- 2021. And how long had it been since you were in that school? Just a matter of years, right? Oh, I left there in 2015. So were there familiar faces? That'd be so fun to see some, some of your professors. Some familiar, some familiar faces. It was also, it's like, it was part of their welcome week for like the the freshman class for that year. So it was like, it was well attended. And they were smart and fun and weird and masked and probably <laughs> vaccinated. It was just, yes. everything was so... Everything was so good. I was very happy I got to do it. But because you tell people you're going to do a college show in Alabama during a pandemic, and they go, well, Jay, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see you later. Yes. Yeah. There's usually. Did you, did you get to do a lot of uh, local jokes that like really played in the room because you knew yeah, the references? I, you don't want to talk about the restaurants on like the strip or like what's <laughs> going on in the square. You want to be like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see y'all. I can't wait to see y'all at, uh, I don't know, like Moe's after this. But <laughs> if you want to like drop a, if you want to like drop a reference, they'll get it. It's also very funny because college kids are uniquely and like very aware of everything now in a way that yes. like I guess started when I was in college, but has only like progressed and gotten even faster. Like, they're aware of everything. They set the trends for everything. They dictate everything. Uh, yeah, I'm. the older I get, the more and more I'm impressed by young people to where I, I think it's ridiculous that people used to complain about young people. It's like, oh, get, and, and, get, and... Gotta get rid of these oldies. Like, old people, and this is the crazy part, old people, like, have to ask them for things. Like, there is no way you can exist without young people. I say this yes. as a person who's 33. I'm on the other side of it. 
I, there's a person at my job. I was like, this, I, I'm scared if I post this, it's going to look weird. It's stretched out. Do you know how to make it not stretched out? <laughs> I had to go to like the guy who was part of the digital content strategy, whatever. That job that exists now only because of young people. I was like, yep. it looks like it's going to be stretched out. Is it when I post it, will it be stretched out? I'm worried. And was he nice about it or was he? He was so kind about it. He was oh. like, oh, okay, I'll send you another file and I'll send it to you these ways too. And I was like, Ooh, I was, wor- yeah. <laughs> My, I had that, ha- that happened to me one time. I started a job. <laughs> this was when, this was right at the end where I had to stop caring because I already don't like computers and didn't realize there were going to be like 75%. Karen, can I tell you something? What? They don't like you. What? They don't like you. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm mutual. So computers? Nice to them. <laughs> no, you we are hear. all going to be the Thomas Jefferson of computers. Oh. All of us, <laughs> every human, we've taken advantage of these things. They are slaves, but we also like love them. Like, it's it's going to be bad. The AI revolution will spare none of us. (laughs) It's so true. Well, I had the the writer's assistant came in and saw the contact sheet that had been put together. And he came in and shut the door and went, a Yahoo email address? No, girl, no. And I was like, what? Why? Really? Who cares? And he's like, we have to sign you up for Gmail right now. Like he was mortified for me. And that was like the, I think the last, that was the last string and strand I was holding on to. And then I just said, I can't, I can't care because I must be doing this all day in every way. I had you, no idea. If it would have been Hotmail, you wouldn't have even got the job. <laughs> they would have threw it in the garbage. For real. Like, who is this hermit that's been living in a cave and still using <laughs> Yahoo email was just so easy in 20. 20- 2003 or whenever I got it, it was just like, they made it easy for me. It's how I met my Nigerian prince fiance. And we've been very happy. (laughs) I love that. I love that man. I love giving him tens of thousands of dollars a month. My favorite thing is because my sister was born in 1969, she just had her name 69 at Gmail. And I... I had to tell her, like, a lot of people, and I know why you put that, but a lot of people are going to think, <laughs> you know, six, and it's almost as if my sister wasn't familiar with it as a sexual position. <laughs> but uh, she's uh, since changed it. Very, very embarrassed. Chris, but. I love that you said, and let's, sis, I know why you put it. I know why you put it. I know why you put it. I know why. I, let me stress. I know Look. why. Yeah. <laughs> It's I'm not just, for the reason I'm about to say. Yeah. <laughs> right? Just putting the right? 19, the 19 in there before it would be so, such a different message for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, how sexual our society is. We can ruin numbers. Oh, well, yes. I wouldn't have said anything if she wasn't a teacher of young people, you know? <laughs> It's their imaginations. They they get all the information. They know, you know, they've seen all the 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 porn, the kind the kind of porn they had to bury in the woods. They have it presented to them and they yeah. They have all the information, good and bad. So they're all making it now. You just can't they're just not viewing the porn judgment free zone. They're just not viewing. They're They're ignoring. They know it's out there, they're ignoring it. But you can't slip a sixty (laughs) nine past a kid these days. 
they're critiquing the porn. They're writing <laughs> reviews. They're, they're giving directing. Tips. They're directing porn. They're, dire- they're producing. They're crowdsourcing. Yeah, they're yeah. they're raising the money for very adult <laughs> films. They're just kids. <laughs> They've set up Yelp pages for each individual oh, porn. Yeah. They're discussing it. <laughs> they talk about, they go, well, that's not realistic. That's not nearly realistic enough. <laughs> he doesn't love her. Yeah. <laughs> that's my criticism of every porn. Yeah, you know yeah. what? I think he's using her. I think he's just using her. Yeah, where's it the seems, emotion? Yeah, I, think, seems I think all seven of those guys might be using her. <laughs> <laughs> the one keeps making eye contact. That's nice. But yeah. the other one. Well, it's yeah, house. it's weird during, and I know there's a better <laughs> phrase than uh, gangbang, but it's always weird when you see that one of them is in love. <laughs> and he's just kind of in the background. He's not really yeah. participating. Maybe he's a sound guy that actually comes into, comes into frame accidentally. But, that, maybe, but maybe he represents the viewer. Right. Yep. Yep. You, there's cinematography there, Chris. Mm-hmm. Somewhat a narrative is established. You got to relate to one of the characters. Still, I want to see the porn that's the point of view of every guy that's standing in that circle, kind of Rashomon style. <laughs> what was it like for you? Do, where did you come from this morning? What are you going to do after this? And <laughs> then the one guy is just all love. <laughs> just a bunch of slice of life. And it's like, where are all these characters headed? Oh my gosh. He's, it's like, the, okay, it's the modern family pilot is what you want. <laughs> They all were going to the orgy. Oh my god! Then they they all do a take to the camera. Can you believe (laughs) this take? HBO Max will greenlit that. That will get greenlit. HBO Max. It's coming. We have to. This is a poor man's copyright where we have to say we did this on purpose. This was our collaborative idea. This is the the best time for us to come up with good ideas or invent things because it's documented. And That's this right. is yes. it's better than a patent clerk, which you can't even find anymore. <laughs> yes. Try right? and find a patent clerk or a notary public. <laughs> you can't. You just, someone with a very specific stamp. That's what you <laughs> <Yeah>. need. <laughs> just ink and rubber on something. On a very, like, made-to-order, it took eight weeks to get it right? type of stamp. You Not just anyone. see... Those stamp, those ink wells were so big. There was a pad with the sponge. It was mm-hmm. like red or blue. They had the words, the lettering in reverse, because that's important for some reason, on <laughs> their stamp. Yep. And they would put it in, but then they would do that little wiggle. Yeah. They would yeah. make sure. it was so wide. It gets all in there. Yeah. <laughs> and they take your document and just hold on to it, press down. For dear life. And these people, they played no games. Mm-mm. These stampers? Yeah. The, any, notar- <laughs> any, any person who was part of a bureaucratic thing like that. You're yeah. right. No one. They, they took. It's a very serious moment when they're stamping anything, anyone. More yeah. so when the stamp goes down and say it's red, but then they take a blue ink pen and write in the date onto Ooh. the stamp. Where the blank line is. Yes. That's like, that's official. You have and, now bought that house. You have now married that person. If that person is doing all that, then they also have like the finger wedding station for pages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have like a, they, cause spit is ineffective. They're going mm-hmm. through too many papers. The, the volume alone would dry their mouth out. <laughs> 
No, no, no. <laughs> they have the finger wedding station. <laughs> I'm, Just to go over there. I want to elaborate on finger wedding station because I don't mm-hmm. know what that is. It made me think of when you're at a wedding and a bunch of people put their <laughs> thumbprint on a tree to let let people know that they were at the wedding. Am I wrong there? Is that not what you're talking about? Never been to that kind of wedding. (laughs) On a tree? Yeah. So it's a great idea, and you can do it for a party or something. It's better than signing a guest list. There's a drawing of a leafless tree, just dry branches. And then the leaves, this is fun, the leaves are everyone's (laughs) fingerprint. What? Yeah. Are you thinking of kindergarten? No, I'm thinking of the first time I was arrested. No, I've never been. You know, I stay within the law. I have a friend who just became a notary public, and the money's great. You're kidding, it's like really? A, it's a really good job to have, yeah. All right. I, it's, yeah. One, it's also one of those words that you have to say very intentionally and explicitly. You mm-hmm. are a notary public. Right. Because yep. together, notary public. What? It's like a... A what republic? Yeah, yeah a what? One, one republic? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people let it just fly off the tongue and they say, note the republic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. What are we telling yeah. the republic? What do I yeah. put on this note? I'm very confused. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't have this job or this stamp. I just like the idea that people who were were into like stamps of hearts and kittens in the 80s or whenever they were into it when they were young. Or now. This is, if they were truly passionate, if you had like a box of stamps or that's how you expressed yourself, you could actually go on to make bank with what you love, stamping. Jay, what's going on in New York? Yeah, you you're have in New York. anything to report these uh, days? It's, oof. So the past three days, it is, it's die of exposure cold. It. It was 40, it's 47 degrees right now. And I went outside and I knew I had been abused because I was like, this is great. 47? (laughs) What? Hold on, Mama Nature, I'm about to act up. 47? Girl, I might not put socks on just out in my house shoes to walk my dog. But no, it was, um, it was bleak for it's this past weekend. It was one of those like nine degrees, feels like negative two in New York. Everyone has gone from like cute coats to very functional coats to, you know what? (laughs) Both of these can be on at the same time. (laughs) I went to a brunch on Saturday and they had like an inside outside situation where there's a roof that's covered and heated and we were going to sit there. And one of the people in this group text said, oh, it's, it's, we have outside seating. And I said, outside, question mark, I will turn around. <laughs> because I thought they meant like outside. And I was like, no, I'm not. No, Mm-mm. I will never. So it's been cold and now it's halfway decent and it'll get cold again. Yeah. 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 I would, it was, it was like one degree in Montana when I was home for the holidays. And then it did, it jumped up immediately to 46 or something, you know, because of Al Gore. And mm-hmm. then everyone, yeah, they're all just wearing shorts outside. Everyone dressed like it was summer. They're walking around with surfboards. But you can <laughs> yeah. tell. You can tell secretly they're they kind of shivering. Like, 
the zinc oxide on their yeah, noses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. put some zinc on your nose. <laughs> I went when I I lived very briefly in New York for like a year. Uh, I think it was 2010, and so I'm from California lifelong. All right, and okay. Never like we would go to snow after it had snowed in Tahoe, and you'd be like. I can't believe it, but it was not really serious winter. And there was one day I took the subway to work. And when I got out of the subway, it was 10 degrees and I could not stop laughing because it felt like I was, <laughs> it felt like I'd been submerged in Listerine and I was just breathing. Like it just didn't make sense. I'd never experienced it. It was so insane, which I loved. It was really fun and, and exciting. Karen, and someone saw you laughing <laughs> at the cold. They don't care. That's something I... <laughs> Can tell you, Jay, about Karen, if, if there's any trauma or everything horrible is about to happen, maybe a mushroom cloud in the distance, Karen reacts by laughing maniacally. I can't help it. <laughs> like you planned it? Like you pressed the button? Yeah, it appears that way. Well, sometimes it's like that. And sometimes it's like there was a time where w my friends and I were in a car and my friend was driving way too fast on like the five south. Mm -hmm. And it was like nighttime and <laughs> he was truly going like over 90, but it was trafficy, whatever. And his girlfriend was kind of like, you have to slow down and all upset. And and then all of a sudden he changed lanes and there was a stop truck in front of us and he had to basically get over again without looking. And it was this insane, like we were about to die. And right before it happened, I started laughing. And wow. once we like, once we got into the lane and, you know, the girlfriend start was like, God damn it, was all mad. And then we all calmed down. My friend who was driving was like, that was so fucking creepy, Karen. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> sorry. sorry, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> it's like I started laughing. I was like, "This is it! Yeah. I can't fucking believe wanna, it!" This are is you how the we go Joker? Down. Just on the, the worst the thing five. ever. Oh my god! I understand <laughs> laughing right afterwards, immediate relief, just endorphins. But right before death, possible yeah. death, to laugh yep. maniacally then—that's a, I think, I've an admirable trait. <laughs> I've definitely sometimes my boyfriend will say, look at me and tell me exactly why this is like this in the house. And I'll just have to, because I know it's me and I've done it. Like, it'll be something like the, like dog food is not where it's supposed to be. And uh, and I will just like start laughing. Like, that's how I, it's always like, Jay, what is this? And I go, okay, <laughs> it's, it's, it looks crazy because it is. And those are definitely someone's shoes in the fridge, but here's how that happened. You're going to love this story. <laughs> That's when I, like, uncontrollably laugh. Now, are you the kind of person that does stuff like that? Like, do you get up in your head? I, I sometimes do that where I know I've actually been, like, fighting with someone for 20 minutes in my head, and then I look around and can't find what I was looking for or something. Is it one of those? <laughs> I... I am very, I'm usually pretty, I know where everything is. I know where things have to be. This is where this should be. But I will get caught off guard. So every now and then there is a moment where it's like, oh, I'm supposed to do that. And then I run down two flights of stairs and it's like, Jay, pants. And then I run back up. Like in the summer, sometimes she'll be like, this is, the temperature, I, I'm, pants. Yeah. I've done I've done that in my building. You got into the front door? Um not to the front door. Two flights of stairs. I've never like gotten 
all the way down. And we're we're talking. You're just you were wearing boxers, not all the way swinging. Yeah, just like or just like whatever I was like sleeping yeah. in. Yeah, not yeah. I'm not naked. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, that, is this yeah. pre-COVID or quarantine? This this is like pre-COVID. <laughs> whenever you would like yeah. run out and do stuff. Now there's a whole ritual. Now there's like mask and yeah. I'm aware of like, but I've also. I also think that like those like little moments like me laughing at shit like I I can either laugh or I can be like oh this is terrible you know when people you can tweet about and be like my day was so stressful <laughs> yeah or you can just be like that's kind of crazy that's kind of funny that's hilarious yeah has to be well and also I think it would be really great to go all the way somewhere and then be like, I'm wearing pajamas. <laughs> that would be kind oh. of amazing as a story. Like, wouldn't that open up a bunch of variables for you and the interactions <laughs> you might be able to have with the people that would normally people ignore would you? Do, people in college, a lot of people went everywhere in pajamas. It is. I was just in, I did shows with uh, Reggie Watts and Bozeman. We're both from Montana. And he made a comment. That I love this town. You can just walk around and see people wearing pajamas when it's 30 degrees. It was even colder. And I was like, I, it was funny to me. But then the next day I noticed F, so many, I was taking pictures of people wearing pajamas, just flannel plaid with Sorel like snow boots. <laughs> so many people in pajamas. And I guess that means, yeah, they're enrolled in some sort of college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Undergrads are notorious for like, how can I wake up right on yes. time? Yeah. Like not, no, no margin for error. Yeah. It used to be so fun for me to go I, in between classes. There'd be like three hours and I would, even though it was not worth the drive, go up, snowboard for one or two runs and then come back. And I feel like my motivation was to go to class in my snow pants. Like somehow that was cool. <laughs> oh, I was just up. <laughs> Being rad. <laughs> oh, yeah. But now I'm ready for social statistics. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so funny. That is a young person. That, hey. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I was just doing the opposite of this. Yeah. Ooh, what? You guys all are Can comfortable and dry? <laughs> I, I pulled a 180. Can you believe my range? Anyway, I'm taking notes. Stop talking to me. I'm taking notes. Yeah, I get pretty, I get pretty big air, massive air, actually. But we need to focus on these numbers, <laughs> yeah. my guy. I don't know forward. why you're bringing this up. Eyes off my snow yeah. pants. Eyes forward. I respect that both of you went to college. Jay, you went even more. You went double college. Too, too much college. Too much college for me. I think. I, my mom was a teacher. Academia was like a fun kind of like nurturing place for me to be in. I would always find a way to like kind of like hustle and make like have like I like worked at the business school when I was an undergrad. I worked at the business school, never took a single business school class. So people, <laughs> parents, prospective students will come up to me at the front desk in the business school and ask me what courses to teach. And I'm just like, oh, this school, it's, I know like all the statistics, all the rankings. I'd be like, no, when it was established, they'd be like, yeah, but what about this teacher? I'd go, oh, I, I take theater classes. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just the face. This is, this is all I got. 
Oh, that's great. I did the <laughs> same thing. I had a girl when I first moved to Austin to start doing stand up. My girlfriend was a teacher at UT and it was in the radio television building. And I would go use the computer lab because they had brand new Photoshop and I was doing a lot of illustration stuff. But I had a EDU, a UT EDU uh, email and I was there every day. And same thing. People were do you know where uh, Professor... Uh, oh, yeah, they're in drama, right? I don't remember where the building is. I was always fielding questions. I don't know why people asked me, because I was wearing snow pants, maybe. Uh, in in Austin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? You got to keep Chris people was, guessing. Chris was giving guided tours. <laughs> and again, that's the tower where a lunatic uh, shot folks. Any other yeah. questions? There's a um, you see that you see that cow? What kind of horns? So you know, long? You already yeah. know this. So yeah. do you want to give the tour? Yeah. I don't think so. What are we doing? Look like at this guy over here. So confrontational. Yeah, this yeah. guy thought I was going to say it's a short horn. It's <laughs> like we always say. It's the same we have in Austin. <laughs> Keep Austin strange. And that's, Pardon me, sir. Right? I think it's weird. Get out. You're, yeah. out. you're out of the tour. I think it is weird that you would try to correct me. Do you go to school here? <laughs> we Good actually, point about it being weird. Are we, are, you're, Jay, you're from Mississippi, right? I am from Mississippi and originally. So I'm from Montana. The thing those states have in common is they were always in a dead heat for mm -hmm. the lowest income mm -hmm. in the nation. Yes. And I, I think that what a lot of like people move to Montana now to become fly fishermen or, you know, they're always complaining about Californians moving in. Mm -hmm. And I experienced that when I drove up with my license plates and people were threatening me, but I think that's the only reason it's been offset, but we're, yeah, we're that, that's all I know about Mississippi and I had no. to force it into conversation. Well, what sucks? <laughs> no, because you're the statistic, it hides a fact that the reason they're tied for lowest income, this, the Mississippi part is sad, is because Mississippi has like the the highest number of black people of any state in the continental U.S. And black people suffer from poverty at a disproportionately high rate in Mississippi. So it yeah. drops everything down. Yeah. And so it's and like because Montana, Montana has more space. In Montana, it's the high number of uh, Native American reservations. So that yeah. that's the, so it's probably not a, the same thing, but it's. It, I think I know. I think it. they're connected. And the other thing about Mississippi, Mississippi, whenever it is, whenever the topic is brought up, I. I love the dance of like me shitting on it and then me make it like kind of taking up for some of the people there because there are like yeah. so many things to make fun of from yeah. like a big perspective. And there's something you're like, oh, well, okay, well, like this kind of sucks because historically these people have been like disenfranchised, but also, Jesus Christ, you can put that <laughs> flag away, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the, the Confederate until. I got I got a hat with the new flag on it, but li until last year, they were like, "We we got to do something about this flag," and they're like, "Yeah, you you're a state legislator, you can." Well, <laughs> <laughs> they don't like to You've be told what to do. <laughs> Who's they? You make the laws. People wow. in their pajamas. Yeah, yeah. 
it's it was been like hundreds the, of years. It was like the last is the last state. It was the last state that still had like very visible Confederate iconography on their flag. Like Alabama tries to hide it. Florida tries to hide it. Like they took the crossing pattern and just changed the color scheme and took out the stars, which is like <laughs> that's part of the American experience. You, you, yeah. you, if you see it, then you can see it. But Mississippi was like, oh yeah, we, I'm a. <laughs> Imagine leaving your Christmas tree up for a couple hundred, for like 150 years. <laughs> it's a fire Oh, hazard. what's, I knew it was, what, why didn't you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't realize. Did you ever see that video of the uh, woman who comes out front step and the person, it's like a handyman that pulls into her driveway and has a Confederate flag the size of the truck The bed. size of the truck, yeah, like oh, wow. waving behind. And she just, she no. does this thing where she just is like, absolutely no. not. And yeah. then the husband, right, has to come out and yeah. go, we're sorry, we're not going to be using your services. Like, what in the living fuck? I want to know, does that person hate Working? (laughs) (laughs) Does that person hate every experience they have outside of their house? As a conspiracy theorist, what if what if they're like they keep turning down these gigs? (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) You know, it's like um, there is the Curb episode with the hat that came out recently, where it's like almost like a debuff. Like you go. Oh, well, yeah, I sure would hate it if someone took offense to this flag because then I wouldn't get the day off. I was like, wait a second, are you, are you using racism to get out of doing this work? No, 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 no. <laughs> I have so many people I can't stand. The list, the list of people I yeah. don't think should be Americans. Yeah, whenever I see that flag, I don't ever accuse that person of being a workaholic. You know, it's, no, <laughs> not yeah. Sanan, not Sanan. It's also, but like, also, yeah. What the fuck do you think people are going to do? Even like, there's so many people that would not agree with that. Where you're just like, it's not even. It, we can't go. It's a bumper sticker, and I don't like that vibe. Yeah, it is a flag flying like it would be on the top of a fucking high rise, but it's just on your Ram truck. Yeah. And it's like then. People drive, but if that black family lets that happen, then people drive. If that black woman is like, "What's wrong with you?" He's like, "Oh, it's actually my dad's truck. I'm just, I'm, I'm so sorry." And then she goes, "Okay, well, just do the job." Then, uh, the, to me, the funny thing is, her friends and go, "Girl, do you see what's going on? He's trucking your driveway." She goes, "No, it's his dad's truck." And then someone else comes by and goes, "Ma'am, are you being? Are you okay?" No, no, it's his dad's truck. There's just a lot. That they or if you would lived have in that house, with. you would just start laughing. Okay. Oh yeah. Done. If I lived in that house, I would be like, I think we went to Ole Miss together. No. Uh. <laughs> so do you, do you still have family? Do you go back? To I I do. I was in Mississippi twice in 2021. I went in July after I had received all of my shots, which yeah. is a funny. You, we used to say that about other countries. Look at us, America. <laughs> yeah, we did it. I I went again for a wedding in December, and that was the last time I went. So I do have some friends who live there and my family. My mom still lives there, my brother and my niece and my nephew and my brother's wife still live there, my grandmother. So I have, like, enough family there that I usually go every year. A December nice. wedding. Right? Wow. It must have been indoor. I'm used to everyone just getting married off in the woods. It was. It was in, like... 
a wedding space that was kind of a refurbished, very, very southern barn, but nice. And then, yeah. but it was still nice weather in in Mississippi in December. It was in the fifties. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. What's is there something you wish people knew about Mississippi of how great it is or what you like about it? Oh. Like that people may, might not know if they don't go there and see it themselves? Well, the easy thing to point to is without Mississippi for America, without Mississippi, you probably most certainly don't get Delta Blues. Without Delta Blues, you don't get Chicago Blues. Without the Blues in general, you don't get rock and roll. So a lot of America's cultural significance and legacy is rooted in Mississippi. Um, that's like a big. That's like a big idea that I wish more people would kind of go. Oh, that's crazy. And then you don't have the voice of God without Mississippi, i.e. Morgan Freeman. Those are like fun, <laughs> fun, silly things that people just don't know about. You don't get Oprah, Oprah. You don't, if you don't That's have Mississippi, right. you don't get Oprah. People go to right. Chicago, but Chicago is where she went afterwards. And Mississippi made her. Yeah. Yeah. Made I her. think yeah. there, I think that more people should realize that the South is full of people and people can be flawed, but places, like, don't hate on places, you know? And it's beautiful and it's green and it's lush and it's, like, undeveloped in spots and it's really kind of like Memphis's little sister in spots if you want to have a fun, like, downtown experience. I think it's great. And it can, I mean, just like every place. And, like, all the places that are getting more credit and that, like, Texas and Florida should be made fun of, and they are, but Texas and Florida should be made fun of just as much. And Mississippi has a rich cultural heritage. So that's that's all I would say. Do you ever go back and do stand-up there, or is there... Oh, oh, God, no, no. Why would I do that? I'm kidding. I did stand-up. Are you kidding me, girl? What are you talking about? I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm saying you like it. Wait, we're off, right? I'm going to hit mute. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have. I they, I think I'm going to end up doing stand-up there next year for uh, the University of Mississippi. I think I'm going to end up doing stand-up for another, another college, I think, next year. And I've done it in the past. And there is something very fun about airing your grievances about other people's take on your state while in that state. Yeah. So that, <laughs> I mean, there is a, a very, very specific amount of home cooking you can play with. Um, But they're just, I think they they only have two like comedy clubs with like rotating headliners in the state. So also the comedy scene in Mississippi is, is so tiny and so new, like new, 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 new. Like the, there's one room in Jackson that's like a spinoff of a room that was already in Memphis, like a club that was already in Memphis. So like, it takes like that. And the, place in the south of the state. I want to say that Jamie Arrington runs. It's there because of his connection with New Orleans. And so, like, it blew up a little bit because Hannibal Burris would come whenever he was going to go through New Orleans. He would go through Hattiesburg and do Mm. that room. But, yeah, it takes, like, I mean, it would have to build, like, really build a comedy scene. Is that where you started, though? No, I started, I started comedy. What's the easiest way to answer this question for people? Because... (laughs) You don't want Take to be a like, while. I started. We have 40 it. minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um 
I really want to say I started in New York, but I've done it in Mississippi and Alabama before I moved to New York. But New York was the place where I got the majority of my reps in. Yeah. But there were, you did some comedy clubs. Yeah, I did. You would do like an open mic night at bars in college towns, is the first place that you ever get to do stand up. Which is fun. It was Did you fun. like it? As a theater kid, I liked it. It was probably so much closer to one-man showy than, like, good stand-up. But, like, I liked it. People were always... It's very easy to be funny when the next person is going to have a guitar and not be. Like, you know... <laughs> it's, it's so true. You know what I mean? And then if you're hosting the thing, if you set the thing up, you can do whatever. I, so, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that's why I really like storytelling shows because <laughs> when because my only goal is to be like make people laugh. And when someone just tells, even if it's an amazing story, it's so fun to go up after them and just do stand up. Oh yeah, you cheat. You're cheating. Oh, we get to be fun dads. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah exactly. Just I'm a weekend in. dad. Uh, look at you. Oh man, what are you wearing now? Yeah, what are you feeding this boy? Oh, get out of here. No, you got Picking me another. Picking up people in the front row. Yeah. yeah. See you later. I've never changed a diaper. <laughs> Dude, oh, I, man. I just watched your Comedy Central featuring, and you you have so many punchlines for minute. I don't know if that's a goal of your... I've, I've always tried to be, like, in a panic. I don't like there being a moment of silence, and so I... <laughs> Even if it's a joke I'm not proud of or something, I try and hammer out as many as possible. That's I do it in like a panic, but you do it in a very controlled way. Uh, I like flourishes, you know, because when you're on stage doing comedy, you just did the hardest thing possible because a person before you just told a bunch of people who are skeptics because they live in 2020 or 2021 or 2022. They say, hey, this next person is funny. And sometimes <laughs> crowds go, you keep saying that. Yeah. <laughs> you keep saying that. And sometimes they can get one over on us. But most of the time, I'm sitting here with my arms crossed, waiting for them to surprise me. Yeah. And so I think those people have paid money and they pay time. So they should get like, you know, when the lunch lady would give you like a big scoop? That's me. Yeah. I want to be that. I, I want to be the I want to be your friend that works at Chipotle that goes don't say anything <laughs> I'm gonna just yeah. so like I'm gonna pretend to do one and then I'm gonna go oh and then I'm gonna give you two scoops don't you say you got extras. two scoops yeah. don't say you got two scoops when don't you go tell to the, the counter because then I'm gonna get in trouble that's what I try to do with the amount of comedy I give someone because audiences will go oh yeah I loved it but he like. He kind of just chilled out for a little bit during yeah. it. Like mm-hmm. at one point, he just was kind of like, "I don't really know what do y'all even care about." And yeah, yeah. that can. There's a level of fame, and a level <laughs> of smoking indoors that affords you that luxury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where you can break all kinds of rules and just say you don't give a fuck and mean it. Oh, I, I can't wait. Oh, the amount of fucks I give, so many, <laughs> so many fucks. But I have to say, and this is a real, um, I have, I'm just old and haven't been in the stand-up circles in a long time, especially, you know, the NY, LA, whatever. But when we did that Quiplash show with you, uh, you were just so impressive 
out of the gate with every answer where I was just doing that thing where I'm like, I don't know. And I'm not, I'm just like sitting in, in my house, like not feeling anything. And then you, it, it, whatever yours would get revealed, it would just be like the most beautiful diamond of comedy where I'm like, wow, he's really fucking, you just killed it and killed it. Both of, both of you did that on that show. But Jay, as like a person that had never seen you before, I was just like, oh shit, here we go. Like it was so exciting. I love when young comics are like above and beyond funny and you really are yeah i really i like i like it as like um you're like a an artisan and like you whittle away at things and you go oh is this fun oh where does this go there's like a a fun construction to comedy that i feel like can be used to really really like answer questions or create new questions that you have hypothetical and fantastical and sometimes facetious answers to. And then maybe those answers like are on the edge of like a real answer. But whenever comedy isn't taken seriously, and I don't mean taken seriously and like, this is the, I'm like a real comedian. I just mean taken seriously. And in fact, there's a care and a courtesy for the audience. Then it can lead to people thinking that, comedy is just you like saying evil shit or saying like you are you saying like pointedly and like intentionally contrarian shit and what happens is that people get very turned off because you know what's more fun than someone getting on stage and spewing a little bit of poison is you seeing an old lady fall down some stairs and that shit (laughs) that's just let me tell you Old lady down the stairs, baby eating dog food. That's gonna win every time. Yeah. I can't compete. Oh, I I can't wait to see that. You you give dog a baby food, a dog baby? treat. That baby don't know. That baby doesn't know anything. Wait, now you're when you're talking about the spewing poison on stage. Are you talking about my act specifically? Because <laughs> yes. I do feel like that was absolutely. Oh, good. I my thought it was about me. Uh, All I'm through ta- the '90s. I'm talking of no. There's this thing. Maybe it's because I've seen a new reaction that people. Young, people younger than me, young people, late, <laughs> like late teens, mid twenties, late twenties are like going to shows now. In New York, shows have started to skew younger, and people are amazed and kind of like bewildered at stand up. And these people's sensibilities have changed, and these mm-hmm. people's worlds have changed, and these people's parameters on what's progressive, what's regressive, what's transgressive, what's funny, what's kind of like not funny anymore, what's creative, all that shit has shifted and everyone got funnier in the early, it's like 2010, maybe it was 2008, everyone like knew about comedy, whenever comedy blew up and people were like, oh yeah, well that's a callback and I was like, everyone knows what this shit means, everyone (laughs) knows the lay of the land, everyone knows people's like, like, You're right. In the last 10 years, I'll, I'll if I find myself at an open mic or I'm just watching a show, I'm impressed. Everyone is pretty good now. Yeah. yeah. Like they know sens- how to do it. There was a sensibility that like this is a skill set that people can work on. And so w- comics had to get really good. Comics have yep. to be very good now. And you have to be multidisciplinary and you have to be... Like sometimes you have to be topical and then you also have to be individualistic and evergreen. So it's, yep. 
the world has made the me having to come up during all of this, I think has made me a better comic. And also my approach to comedy, I really, I really, really want it to be good and of good. And I say that I want it to be crafted well, and I want people to leave there feeling like full, but also like amazed and kind of like trying to keep, keep up. I'll, I'll like even tell people, I'll go, okay. Now that I like y'all, we can go slower. <laughs> but I want to, sometimes I'll be like, I'll train your ear. I'll be like, comedy happens at this speed. You're not from Mississippi. You don't have an excuse to go so slow. Like, come on. Keep yeah, up. yeah. You can. I promise. Just listen. Don't focus on what you're about to drink. So it's, it's fun. It's, re- it's really fun. And I talk about it like I'm a nerd because I am a weird <laughs> little nerd about it. It's fun. It's the coolest. It, it really is. It is. <laughs> and I think I totally agree with you that because I kind of saw it as I dipped out of stand up and did more. I just had a full time job um, when I would watch. It was like so clearly this next generation of comics were s- people who had studied. They had gone to shows. They they made it there. You know, they went to colleges where they had like sketch writing as a yeah. as a class yeah, or a Emerson major. Like they were they were fucking serious. Yeah. Those Emerson people where they're just like so and so went here I'm gonna be like that and they were like as opposed to me who truly in the beginning I always wanted to be a comic but I also always wanted to be drunk so I was like this is perfect this is like and it was about what I wanted and I hated the audience and it showed and it was that era of like bring your notebook and talk about your feelings or whatever which club comics hated alternative comics like got real self-indulgent about but then it's like alternative comics and regardless of whatever, how you ever feel about the picture on New Year's Eve, like Patton went from alt to mainstream. Yep. Yeah. And he didn't, he shifted slightly because he got older and because of a number of life experiences, but the, the parameters shifted. Yes. He, and he basically just, I mean, he was always at the top of his game. I started with him in San Francisco and he has always written those chunk jokes where you're just like, how have you thought about this this much? And how did you come up with another metaphor? (laughs) Yeah, it's brilliant. And we were all so competitive that there was this kind of like, you wanted to at least be decent if you were going to be on a show with Patton or Blaine or any of those guys. It was real competitive. But then I kind of love seeing that the next generation was not only that competitive, but then they also were like, and we're also going to do fucking puns. We'll oh, do yeah. whatever the fuck we want. Like, oh. they they took comedy, like, it's, it's our thing now. It was great. It's, and it just keeps happening. It's also really, really fun because people will be like, I just... Like, people are discovering stand-up because the view shifted to front-facing comedy and TikTok videos. And, like... Without judgment, you can say, oh, okay, so those were prioritized. So then when people see stand-up in real life, they go, what is this? <laughs> whoa, 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 what the, what's, what's this? Yeah. I just recently got into TikTok, so it works both ways. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I, like, have to, I have to, like, swallow my pride and, like, have silly fun on TikTok. There's, like, a... Yeah. 
I do. There's a cross-cultural exchange chronologically. <laughs> where generations like, reaching to right. generations. Seriously, it's 100 it's 100% like a Thanksgiving that's just digital where it's like, "Will you teach me how to use the land? I don't know how to work the land. When should I plant this video seed?" Yeah. Will I have a good harvest, young people? <laughs> and they're when like, hey, people, bestie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> young people are like, well, comments are just as important as likes. And you're like, what? I didn't know comments were just as important as likes, if not more. If not more. <laughs> what? Well, aren't you posting at the same time every day? I just post when I feel like it. <sighs> what are you, a rookie? I am. Yeah, you got to set an alarm. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I, was, I mean... With stand-up, and this is part of the reason I do love it, is you can fold those things also into stand-up. Stand-up can be both, like, a presentation and a reflection. So, like, that's always fun to me, too. Like, the fact that now you can go from making... You can talk... You can reference TikTok on stage, and its cultural impact is big enough that it's not niche. So, like, right. it's refracting <laughs> back into the art form that it did replace in some aspects. And thriving on that medium, stand-up. So, it's it's crazy and it's weird. And, like, if you complain about it, then you just grow more gray hair. That's what happens. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's why, I, fight it. That's why <laughs> I started paying attention to it. Because I had He's, these uh, Sopranos wings on the side of my head that started some poly like, just, some poly walnuts gray yeah, just walnut wings <laughs> <laughs> and uh look it's gone away nice yeah you're part of it now it's, so wait jay we do, we should definitely talk about because it was really fun to watch this uh kind of play out on social media at least that was my point of view you got uh a writing job working on John Stewart's oh. newest show, The Problem. Yes, 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 yes. Congratulations, because that packet and that whole remember when that happened and people that's all people could talk about on social media is yes. like who got the invite to do the packet and whose packet's being read and da da da. And it was like it played out real time. Well, it was insane to me that it was a blind submission. That was the first time anyone had ever chosen to do that. And Chelsea, the head writer, she read through 2,400 packets. There no were 2,400 of them. Shit. It even made its way into non-comedy Twitter. Like Splenda made a joke about packets. And they posted like a Splenda packet, which means someone at Splenda's team was like, we should get like a written drink. Can we get a mock-up of Jon Stewart on a Splenda packet? And then post, because kids are talking about packets on Twitter for some reason. And whoever works, whoever does the Twitter for Splenda, you know they wanted to write for Jon Stewart too. (laughs) Hell yeah. They're like, maybe this will get me some attention. That's that's a very good point. And (laughs) I, it's my first staffed writing gig. I had... I had representation. I was going through like the traditional routes of like, they're looking for people right now or this packet is due. Like, so I'd done packets before. I had not gotten past, I think, round two for any of them. And so this one was kind of like, I'll do this one uh, as a geriatric millennial. I'm very aware of his work. He is like the first person that made in in high school. I would never say middle school because he would kill me, but middle school too. But in high school... In high school, 
I made a joke to him two weeks ago. I was like, oh, yeah, it was Craig Kilborn, and then it was Trevor Noah. And then something was in between, <laughs> but Craig and Trevor. <laughs> when I think Daily Show, I think Craig Kilborn <laughs> and Trevor Noah. You know what? I also think... Roy Wood Jr. But yeah. I think yeah. those are the current. That's what I think about. All, Is there anyone all the else? current, uh, yeah, all correspondence from the past. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, um, I don't know. Sam B. Sam B. Was she was there for Samantha. a little bit. I remember she her was on there. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's, I know but there's so, someone else. I, um, Tip of my tongue. <laughs> I. I sent my packet in, and then I got to round two, and then the process like. There were like three rounds and it was really fun, but it was one of those weird things where like Twitter kind of did help me get that job. Twitter helped me get that job. Twitter helped me be aware that that was happening. Twitter helped make that job a more equitable process for some people. And it produced a writer's room that is varied and comes from different walks of life. But everyone is at their heart a very good comedy writer. So that... I mean, that's insane. And that's kind of the world that we're living in. And no one, we we get in trouble for this joke, but no one, I don't think any of my classmates went to an Ivy. I mean, any of my uh, co-writers went to an yeah, Ivy. Yeah, yeah. It's okay yeah, to call that's them good. classmates. That's a good sign, especially if it's a, if it's a blind, it was a blind Did, you know? um, submission. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, we ha- that's good. That's so yeah, cool. We ha- and we have nothing against, I have nothing against like, <laughs> Uh, a path that is traditional when it comes to like going into a writer's room, but like just make sure that other people get access to things too. Well, and also John Stewart could have had anyone, yeah. And that's I think that's or the coolest them, yeah. part that kind of no one could believe. Yeah, it's like it. He truly has won so many goddamn Emmys and knows so many people. And the the choice he made was exactly the choice you make when you want to be of the current world, which is don't use your old uh, connections and your musty old stuff that like isn't, you know, be, get the kids now that are like hungry and want to be a part of this. It's so smart. Yeah, it's another reason to like that guy. And what is equivalent to saying you went to Harvard, the fact that you were a published McSweeney's writer that (laughs) to me way better cheaper and better for the past several decades if you wrote anything for mcsweeney's it meant you were so intimidatingly smart that i can't be in the same room (laughs) oh my mcsweeney's mcsweeney's was really really one of those things i was like holy shit oh it's crazy because i went it went mcsweeney's and then like the two things for the new yorker but also when you do stand up it's not that it doesn't help. Is that people are like, are you just going to get up there and say a bunch of like <laughs> SAT words? And you're like, oh, no, no, I'm going to talk about penises. Don't. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah. not Don't get worry. into that. <laughs> go, yeah, quit judging me and go do a storytelling show. <laughs> I, yeah, I, what did you write about in McSweeney's? Uh, my McSweeney's article, the one that worked, I, I think it was, um, I did a list of, things that black people like more than Donald Trump. Cause it was right after he said black people, what do you have to lose? And it was a list of things that black people hate. Just, just a list of things that black people demonstrably dislike as a rule, culturally, just things that black people are like, no, nah, we don't, we don't have, we don't want that at all. 
Well, I should have read it before this podcast, but I'm going to read it after because I do a yes. lot of my work. I'm always, I'm always learning. <laughs> it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Are you currently like you're me? How do you write for John Stewart right now? Do you? Do you we're you're like this. Not meeting. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> zooming. We were in the office. Now we're zooming more. We have an office. We've shot episodes. We take you get tests. You get swabbed all the time. Yeah. So that I mean, it's been a very, very kind of like learn as everyone goes process yeah. in regards to starting the show. Not like having the structures in place already, but like starting the show during all of this. Yeah. But they've been very kind and very safe, and everyone has been on top of things, which is all. That's literally all you can ask for because it's so touch and go and you figure out what's going to work, what's not going to work whenever it does, whenever it doesn't. Yeah. It's lucky to be doing, uh, we all have jobs that you can do remotely. I always think, especially in the beginning when we were all still quarantined, I used to get, I couldn't let myself think about like bus drivers or like, you know, people, it's just so upsetting where it's just, it's just unfair. It will, Ooh, you'll get, because you'll go, Oh my God. Yeah, the, I the city would shut down. Yes, but th- that means they have to take the hit. Like it's so yeah. just that imbalance and how you know from the beginning. I don't know. Anyway, it's like every time I get on a Zoom, I want to complain about the timing is awkward and yeah. it mm-hmm. hurts comedy and blah blah blah. But ultimately, it's like it means we're the luckiest people because we actually yeah. And get I like I like Zoom comedy in the sense that. I think it it just gave you a lot of free camera work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's important you just to get became used to it. very aware of what works and what doesn't for the camera. I think. Yeah. Yeah. The best thing to come out of this is I I now own a ring light. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, if we were, because Karen and I were the bus drivers of podcasts. We used to drive around in a car. I don't know if you know that, Jay. Yeah. But then we otherwise would never have New York comics or be able to have you on. So that's like the best silver lining. Been, yeah, we get to book people yeah. from from wherever. Whenever, whenever I think of like the concept, though, I have had those I've had really great experiences with people picking me up from the airport and take me to gigs. And I've had some experiences where I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, you definitely have dogs. All right. Okay. This is wow, 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 wow. Oh, yeah. We, Karen and I will no longer go to LAX. We've decided that. <laughs> it's You can't. No one can. Like, if, if I know people that are some for some reason flying into <laughs> Los Angeles, I'm like, honestly, unless it's $2,000 extra, you've got to go to Burbank because yeah. you're, you don't understand you're flying into a gridlocked area that you will remain in for three hours. And yeah. I just, It's crazy. I just realized we did do that to our guests a lot because Karen uh, did indeed have dog hair throughout her backseat. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, and I had, it was a Honda Fit, so... Uh, the seats were made of like that kind of sticky felt. So I would oh, be yeah. back there before we would record with like a sticky thing going back and forth, like a lunatic, Nothing. like sweating. Yeah. It doesn't, it's it, a magnet. Like, we, it weaves in. Oh, it yeah. becomes like a tweed of dog hair. <laughs> it was so disgusting. I would put sh- a sheet over it. People would be, 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 be oh, like, what's up with your sheet back here? Oh, I just <laughs> murdered so someone. Gross. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I smothered them to death with dog hair in the backseat. I, I feel like a bad person. Did James tell y'all I have to like leave oh. at like eight, right around eight? No, we've kept you so long. Oh, no, yes. no, 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 not at all. Yeah, our internal clocks were about to, the alarms were about to go off. They were right it's about It's a high pitch ringing in my brain. I hate it, but <laughs> I was born with it. it. That's uh, that's long COVID, Chris. Oh, I don't know if you know that. That, yeah. that explains why mm. I can't taste any of these hot dogs. <laughs> Chris, your ear's bleeding. Oh, again? Yeah. No, oh, no. Oh, shoot. and he just bought that mic stand. Yeah. Time to put on what I've been referring to as my gauze hat. <laughs> All these bleeding ears of mine. <laughs> Jay, do you have any plugs that you want to get out real quick before oh. you go? Um, No, you can. Anyone who listens to this, number one. Thank you. Number two, you can <laughs> find me on social media. It's Jay Jordan. I think I'm the only one of me in existence, except I can't get Jay Jordan the email. It's, I don't know who has it. It's someone whose name probably isn't really Jay. Mm-hmm. Oh. But I'll figure this out. I'll, fi- I'll find you. That's actually what I want to say. Whoever <laughs> oh, okay. the f- Whoever the fuck. <laughs> I don't know if you're Listen Jason Jordan. I don't know who it is. They're a liar. That's yeah. who they are. And you know what? And they are blocking any and all career success I could have. That's or, what's happening. Or taking it. They're probably hiding emails from Marvel that they <laughs> sent. <laughs> that should have been. Yeah. Oh, my now, gosh. I'm getting worked Jay, up. have have you considered a Yahoo email account? What I'm saying is no one wants it. So this will yeah. not happen to you on Can, YouTube. Yeah, I'll about, use yours, Karen. I'll use yours. Your name, yes. your name was 69. It's an easy solution. Okay. Right. Yes. And you know what? It lets people know that I'm all in favor of reciprocity. That's, that's <laughs> or, yeah. or that I'm a cancer. Isn't that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what oh, it's yeah. about. Isn't that yeah. what that means? All kinds of things. (laughs) No, but you can just follow me on social media. It's been more than a delight to talk to y'all. And this has been such a pleasurable car ride. I'm so glad I asked for it. (laughs) Yeah. So just leave you here at this corner then? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just, uh, I'll do, no, 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 I'll, I know. Uh, Just I'll roll when I hop out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. I won't break then. I'll just, uh, I'll just keep going. Insert movement class. (laughs) Insert car door sound effect here. Uh, thanks, Jay. You've been terrific. Thanks, Jay. It's great to see you and talk to you. That was so fun. You've Bye. been you've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D Y N A R. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Engineered by Stephen Ray Morris. Mixed by Ryo Baum. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dynar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Listen, subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. And you're welcome. The more we do that, the more ridiculous I find it to be. It really gets We can't ever stop. We can't ever stop.